Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Well, welcome to Vitality Made Simple. This is the podcast that helps you feel better, look better, and enjoy better relationships. You know, life is about relationships, and many relationships revolve around food. It is uh, just my pleasure to welcome back uh, Mike, Michael Selleck. He is um, he's the chief mineral officer of a couple of companies we're going to talk about that are joined together. He's been on the podcast before. You all know how enthusiastic I am about uh, salted water when it's um, salted with Baja Gold, a, a highly mineralized salt that is also tested for purity. And But today we're going to talk about gardening. And this is so exciting because there's really a trend toward more home gardens. Many people I know are even starting with containers. Uh, so this this podcast is for people who are interested in anything on the gardening spectrum, whether it's it's a small garden in your backyard, whether it's the family homestead, or even if it's a commercial operation. Welcome, 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 Michael. Glad to Thank have you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to be back. So you live in California and um, your product comes from the Sea of Cortez. So we're going to talk about ocean minerals and in uh, soil regeneration. This is such an important topic because uh, many of my patients, as well as just uh, uh, people on my Instagram, want to talk a lot about how food doesn't contain as many you know, minerals, as many vitamins as it did, say, 50 years ago. So uh, your ocean minerals have really taken soil regeneration to a new level. So what? tell us about that. Tell us uh, about your research. And um, we we want to know everything. Perfect. Well, I'm happy to share. I'm really excited to be back. And I know the last time we spoke, uh, we shared a little bit about Baja Gold with your listeners. So Baja Gold is our unrefined sea salt for table and culinary use and overall kind of human health and wellness. Um, but the story of Sea Agri Solutions actually begins with our sister brand, which is called C90 Ocean Minerals. And that's C like the water, S-E-A-9-0. Um, and today I'm really excited to share more information about the founding of Sea Agri and really the research that uh, is the basis and the foundation for the C90 product, which was done uh, by an incredible man named Dr. Maynard Murray. Um, and what I'd love to do, actually, before we get started, and, and hopefully you can put this in the show notes as well, but if your listeners enjoy this podcast and they're interested in learning more, um, I highly recommend a book called Sea Energy Agriculture, which if you're on the video screen, you can see that here. This is a very thin book. You can see here, I think it's 100 pages. This was written by Dr. Maynard Murray, and I'm going to try and do my best to provide an overview of this book, but... The core principles and the uh, supporting research and documentation is all included within this. Um, this is available wherever books are sold. It's published by Acres USA, which if you are into organic farming, regenerative farming, um, they are an absolute expert in that space. So before I dive into it, I just wanted to share that with your readers. Always good to have additional context and background. Um, so I mentioned that this story begins with a gentleman named Dr. Maynard Murray, and we're actually going to go back into the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And Dr. Maynard Murray is truly a doctor. He was a medical doctor, and he was looking around during those 30s, 40s, and 50s, and he was, uh, in his words, dismayed by the declining health of the patients that he was seeing. And it seemed as though everything around him was becoming more technologically advanced. Um, you just think about technology, you think about going to the moon, you think about all of these things that we were progressing in. But at the same time, it seemed as though human health was actually regressing. There was more instances of cancer, more instances of cellular diseases. And, as, and he thought to himself, why is this? This doesn't seem to make sense to me. What is going on here? Now, concurrent to that, there were actually a bunch of studies done because um, we were in wartime during some of these times, and the Army and some of the other federal agencies like the FDA, they were actually doing nutritional analyses to really understand more about our soldiers' health at the time. 
And what they uncovered was that if you looked at the quality of milk, if you looked at the quality of grains and of various other kind of uh, staples of our food supply, the nutrient density or the minerality or the quantity of minerals and the abundance of minerals in our food supply had declined versus where it was in the early 1900s. Um, so you think about a 30, 40, 50 year decline for things like the quantity of magnesium within your grains, the um, amount of calcium within milk. Um, so all of those things seem to be impacting the general population as a whole. And Dr. Murray kind of filed that away as a doctor. And he said, well, that's interesting. It seems like something is going on on a macro sense here. Um, I should keep that in mind. Concurrent to that, Dr. Murray was uh, he was a world traveler. He loved to travel the world and meet new people and see how other people and other cultures um, you know, handled food supplies, um, how they lived within the world. Um, but he also was a little bit of a biologist at heart, and he started looking at marine biology as well. And so he discovered a couple of things. One was populations that tended to be smaller in number and actually live closer to ocean zones tended to be healthier and live longer, more fulfilling lives. And he thought, okay, that's interesting. Secondary to that, he also started studying marine life, and he uncovered that marine life tends to experience cellular degeneration at significantly lower levels than what I would call land-based life. And so if you think about fish populations, if you think about whales, sharks, um, dolphins, anything of that nature, the amount of the instances of cancer and other cellular-based diseases are much lower than they are with humans, but then also with land-based animals as well. And so Dr. Murray said, well, this is all very interesting. It seems as though the closer you are to the ocean, the healthier you are, whether you're a, a human or you're um, an animal that lives within the ocean. Um, and along this same time, there were also different there was different research being done by um, various different uh, researchers. One of them was Renee Quinton um, and a couple others in the space who were starting to study ocean water because, of course, for many years, many generations, it was thought, hey, this is just salt water. It tastes like salt water. It must just be sodium chloride and, and water. Um, but as we advanced in our research capabilities, we began to analyze ocean water. And what we discovered is that ocean water is actually somewhat of a miracle. It contains over 90 minerals and trace elements, all in this kind of perfect range of balance relative to one another. Um, and so this kind of changed how we thought about ocean water and how we thought about the marine life that lived within it. Um, and then there was a couple of other in interesting um, coincidences or correlations as well. Um, during that time, there was also some analyses of human blood done. And if you compare the analysis, the elemental analysis of human blood relative to ocean water, there's actually a lot of parallels there, a lot of um, uh, uh, similarities in kind of the minerality content and the proportions of key minerals. So Dr. Murray was armed with all of this knowledge. It had been a decade or two at this point. And he said, wow, this is really interesting. Number one, I've discovered that oceans are an incredible source of vitality. It seems as though the closer you are, even to the point of living within the ocean, surrounded by that minerality, you're going to be a healthier, uh, more enduring life form, if you will. Um, and he said, Concurrent to that, our food supply is declining in minerality, our populations are getting uh, less healthy, um, and then he started to kind of tie that into some of the commercial agriculture practices of the time and realize that it's not just that the food is declining in nutrient density, it's how we are producing the food that is really leading to those declines. So he was armed with all of this incredible knowledge, and now we're kind of reaching the end of the 50s into the 60s. And as a researcher by heart, uh, Dr. Murray actually started to do some research with ocean water itself to see if he could bring that vitality of the ocean into our food supply. Oh, it's it's so exciting. And, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, uh, my, my grandparents were farmers, peanut farmers and kettle farmers. And uh, in the summers, my cousin and I would go down there and there was always a salt lick uh, in the barnyard. And of course, we dared each other to lick the salt lick and, you know. <laughs> Quite a few licks on that. Didn't realize that I was getting more minerals from it. But um, in learning from you, um, you know, I've learned that that those minerals that, that are in the salt lick, the cows, 
get, um, they feed their microbiome because it, it just like the soil microbiome, it's our, uh, our gut microbiomes that digest our food. And in, in a cow or any of these ruminating animals, they have several stomachs. And so they have different bacteria, correct? In these different rumen and, um, these rumen bacteria, uh, start to digest the food and they, you know, cough it up and chew it some more, you know, chewing the cud. And um, it was just fascinating, Michael, to find out that indeed this salt lick was key to um, to cattle production, to a healthy cow. Um, and then I remember as a kid how Papa would would do things to make better hay because the cows really chose the more nutrient dense hay. So, you know, we're we're talking about small gardens here, but you know, we're talking about the whole gamut. So tell us about what you've seen in your research in terms of soil quality for for you know ruminating animals that would be cows, goats, sheep. Um and and how they really choose it. They choose what tastes good. They do, absolutely. And that's one of the things for our commercial ranchers and our commercial farmers that we tell them is put out C90, fertilize your ground with it, your uh, grasses with it. And the animals know they have an inherent knowledge of what is going to benefit them, how almost to the point of how much they need every day, how much they need to be satiated, how much they need to you know reach that nutrient density and internally. Um, and yes, so absolutely. And I love that you brought up the gut biome, uh, which if you listen to kind of any research that's out there right now, there's a plethora of new learnings and new understandings about how our digestive biome really impacts so much more than just your you know, digestive health. It's not just, oh, I had a stomach ache one day. It's directly linked actually to brain function. It's directly linked to physical capabilities and physical performance, emotional capabilities, emotional performance. Um, so yes, the, the biome of your digestive system, of a rumen in an animal, um, and then even going to the soil biome, microbiome itself, all of these things, they're all interrelated. Um, and Dr. Murray intrinsically understood that, and he kind of keyed in on this very early on. And so when he had all of this knowledge around the ocean and around sea salts, he started doing research to understand how he could bring that vitality from the ocean back into our food supply. And this started with um, some hydroponic growing, actually. And so Dr. Murray, uh, he was from Chicago, and uh, he said, well, I, I need to be closer to an ocean and to do some research. And so he actually moved and started a hydroponics farm down in Florida. Um, and so for many years, they were growing hydroponically. Um, they were trying different concentrations of the pure ocean water off the coast of Florida to really understand how can you bring those minerals and trace elements in a healthy quantity and a healthy abundance um, to whatever it is they might be growing, often tomatoes, peppers, various other hydroponic types of plants um, to really maximize their vitality. And so after many years of research, they were able to really perfect how to grow uh, with ex pretty much exclusively ocean water as a fertilizer source. For some plants, they would need a little bit of additional nitrogen sources. Um, but in many cases, he was able to have a, a primarily ocean water-based fertilization approach uh, for these hydroponic uh, activities that he was doing. And he was very successful with this. Um, he was able to, in many cases, grow tomatoes, grow peppers that people would bite into and they'd say, gosh, I, I remember... Uh, like it's it's so funny how food can like really bring you back to certain memories in time and he would feed these these tomatoes to people and they'd say things and, and imagine this was the 1960s is gosh i haven't tasted a tomato like this since 1935 and i was on papa's farm and and gosh this like i can't believe that you've done this how did you do this um this is this tastes like how it used to taste like um and that's all of those minerals and trace elements being available to that plant um, and so Dr. Murray was was very interested in hydroponics growing. And if you read his research, um, that was just a passion project for him. Um, he did that because um, he was uh, kind of 
uh, a little pessimistic, actually, about this idea that we could remineralize our soils. He thought, I need to learn more about hydroponics in case we actually aren't able to recover our soils from these conventional farming practices. Um, now, thankfully, and in partnership with a couple of other researchers, Dr. Murray did expand his research to the Great Plains and to the Midwest, where he was able to replicate the success on soils. Um, but that is kind of what led him to begin with hydroponic growing. Um, and so over the course of several years, um, Dr. Murray was based down in Florida, but he had several partners, again, throughout the country where he started to trial using ocean water as a fertilizer for pasture grass, for hay production, for row crop production, uh, really for everything that was a part of the conventional uh, food supply network, if you will. Um, and Dr. Murray learned a couple of things. One, it worked. It worked very, very well. He was able to remineralize soil, reignite the soil microbiome and the fertility that exists within our soils naturally. Um, he was able to see incredible yield improvements, but then also quality improvements as well. He was able to restore soils that had become uh, tired and kind of just dead soils, if you will. Um, and what was interesting is that he also found that animals intrinsically not only trended towards the hay or the pasture grass that was fertilized with ocean water, um, but that they also did better. They were healthier themselves because they were consuming nutrient-dense grasses um, that therefore fed their microbiome in their rumens and led to better, um, better overall vitality for them as a living animal. Um, those were all the good things. The other thing that Dr. Murray learned was it is incredibly, incredibly challenging logistically to ship ocean water into the heartland of America. Um, so if you look at a map, um, uh, you know, Missouri, Kansas, um, an I state where they grow a lot of corn and uh, soybeans, there are no oceans anywhere nearby, unfortunately. Um, and so Dr. Murray said for this to work at the scale that I want it to work at, which is uh, truly population saving scale. That's what he was going after. Um, we need a better source for this. And so in tandem with the founder of Seagri, a gentleman named Robert Kane, he actually located an area in the world where they we can produce something called an ocean mineral, or Dr. Murray refers to it as a sea solid. And this is the area that we source C90 and Baja gold from today. And what's unique about it is that there are several geological factors that allow us to produce a consistent product year round that maximizes the mineral and trace element content in nature's perfect proportions um, with a relatively low sodium chloride content. And this is truly a product that harkens back to the original way that humans created unrefined sea salt um, truly uh, centuries ago. Um, so this is an area in the Baja Peninsula, and I covered this a little bit on the Baja Gold discussion we had. That's where the Baja Gold name comes from. Um, so we use the Sea of Cortez ocean water, which is a protected, pristine body of water. It's very high in minerals and trace elements, and it's, in, it's industry-free, so it's pollutant-free. Um, it is uh, basically flooded into retention ponds where we only allow the sun to dehydrate it or to dry it out. And the reason that's important is that we are not adding any artificial heat to it so that you are not degrading any of the minerals or trace elements in the product. Um, that part of the world, actually, there's a fault line that runs right underneath it as well. That's the San Andreas fault line. So there's these rare earth elements that are also pushed up into the ocean water itself. Um, and then in addition to that, for many, many centuries, the Colorado River actually used to flood into the Sea of Cortez. So you had this kind of fresh water, fresh mineral water source that kind of created this um, almost perfect soup, if you will, of minerals and trace elements. And so you have this really unique part of the world where we're able to have a high quality starting water source. We're able to dehydrate it via the sun 365 days a year. Uh, we don't have a uh, a, a challenge with rainfall. Um, there's many parts in the world where you might be able to produce unrefined sea salt two or three months of the year, but then either the temperatures won't work or there's excessive rainfall. Um, so that all of those factors are what makes where we produced C90 and Baja Gold unique. And that location, if you read Dr. Murray's book, 
that location was selected for us many, many decades ago. This was back in the 60s and 70s uh, where this location was discovered. So uh, we're very proud to say that we continue to use Dr. Murray's original source based on his original guidelines. Um, and that gentleman who worked for him at the time, Robert Kane, this was in the 70s and 80s, Robert Kane actually founded Seagri in 2003. So I know that's quite a bit of history, but that kind of brings us back to present day. So Dr. Murray started as a doctor in the 40s and 50s, did hydroponic research, and then ultimately dry land research in the 60s and 70s, worked with a gentleman named Robert Kane, taught him a lot about these founding principles, including the location of these sea solids. And then a couple of decades later, Robert Kane now starts Seagri, brings C90 into the world at scale, kind of sets up the logistics for it. And uh, two decades later, we're here with C90 and Baja Gold and really trying to bring them to more people throughout the world. Now, that's incredible, Michael. And, and I think it's so important to note that, um, you know, the sea has such a complete array of these minerals and these micronutrients, uh, over 90. I, I think about, you know, the law of the minimum, you know, whatever's missing in a person's body, um, is going to that's where it's going to halt. That's the, going to be the the deciding factor. You know, that's the the weak link, um, if you will. So that's you know when we add back you know N P and K or whatever these these things that are considered to be complete fertilizers, they're so incomplete uh, because you know the array is 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 ninety you know ninety things that the Earth has given us that we need. And it's so funny when you talked about the taste of things, you know, uh, you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that a homegrown tomato tastes a lot better, even in, you know, 2024 than it, than a purchased tomato. You can really just taste, test that. Absolutely. So, yep. People want better food. Um, how does this translate uh, on a small level? And also please comment to the the salting of fields. Um, you know, is it too much as, you know, regular salt can kill a, kill a garden, but yes. salt is, is balanced. So tell us about that. Sure. And there, um, there is a reference in the Bible, um, the salting of Carthage. Um, so we do get a lot of questions about that. Um, and yes, the difference is in twofold. It's one, it's the type of salt and two, it's going to be the abundance of salt. So um, our understanding from that that passage and that reading is that that was more in reference to a refined table salt type of product, um, purely um, NaCl, and we have done which is sodium chloride, and we have done side by side tests actually showing what happens when you put sodium chloride into a a table a potted table plant, if you will, uh, versus the same amount of C90 and the C90 product, uh, the C90 plant flourishes. It grows. It has incredible leaf growth. You dig up the roots and the roots are in abundance. They're thriving. Um, but if you just pour table salt on something, then yes, it will, uh, if not kill it, it severely reduces its growth. Um, the root structure, it, it just does not look nearly as developed. The leaves are not there. Um, so yes, it is. there's a big, big difference between a sodium chloride salting uh, circumstance versus a C90 ocean mineral. Um, the other thing is the difference in quantity. Um, it's interesting, Dr. Murray, if you read his book, he talks about some pretty large quantities of ocean mineralization for fields. Um, in some cases, he does 1,000 to 1,500 to 2,000 pounds per acre, uh, which is a pretty sizable quantity of ocean minerals. He reports um, mixed to positive results from those. In some cases, he reports very positive results. Um, what I would say is, as part of our commitment to enduring remineralization and um, just safety with people's property, which is their land and their livelihood, which is their farming income, our recommended application rates are, are much, much lower. Um, you are looking at 50 to 150 pounds per acre per year, uh, which is small enough that when you broadcast it at scale, we've had many customers call and say, you know, it barely looks like I really did anything. And kind of that is in part, uh, um, uh, you know, it's on purpose. Um, and so what we are trying to do is make sure that we are beginning to awaken that soil, beginning to remineralize that soil. And I can talk a little bit about what's going on in the microbiome of the soil. 
um, and making sure that we do not overdo it, if you will, um, and lead to some negative uh, potential negative challenges. Um, but again, we believe our product is safe at, at two, three, even four times the recommended uh, rates. Uh, but we do, you know, use caution in everything that we do, um, and so that's that's kind of the story there. Um, what is happening with C90 and with ocean mineral application to your soils is interesting, and this kind of ties both to um, you know large scale farming, but then also to backyard gardening as well. Um, so what we are trying to do is feed the soil bacteria, feed the soil fungi, and reignite the natural processes that they can undertake to grow nutrient dense food. Um, and concurrently, we are providing all of those minerals and trace elements that many people believe used to be in that soil. Um, if you look at long, long term um, studies of the ocean, there is a belief that the ocean actually used to be much less mineral dense. And a lot of those minerals are coming from the soils and from our mountains into the ocean. And we're talking about periods of millennia here, very, very long periods of time. Um, but we're returning those minerals and trace elements into our soils here with the C90 product. So if you look at your bacteria and your fungi, they're looking for food sources such as minerals and such as trace element nutrients to undergo their, their natural processes. And so when you feed azobactam bacteria and some of those mycorrhizae fungi, they are able to undergo the processes that they naturally do to generate and convert uh, plant available nitrogen and generate and convert other plant available nutrients so that whatever it is you might be growing then, uh, the bacteria and the microbiome are feeding that plant um, not only more of the nutrients they need, but uh, more nutrient rich nutrients, if that makes sense. Um, and so you're able to, over time, reduce any sort of synthetic fertilizer applications because, and this is important, yeah. you're retraining your soil microbiome to undergo the natural processes. Um, so, you know, I, I always like to say, and I, and I am not a um, an agronomist, we have a couple of agronomists that we work with, um, but in my mind, there was a lot of beautiful grass growing 500 years ago. And to my knowledge, there was not... <laughs> The end, there's not a 10, 10, 10 being applied throughout the Great Plains when the, the buffalo were roaming, right? So what is it that has kind of changed here? Why is it that soils that used to be able to produce this nutrient-dense um, pasture grass on their own can no longer do so? And it's because even though uh, you can experience very strong seasonal growth with a synthetic application, what you're doing is actually turning off some of those natural processes in the soil so that, yes, you saw a great lift one year, but then if you talk to a lot of farmers, and we do this every day, they'll say, gosh, Michael, this year it was X, the next year it got, got to pay 10% more to the fertilizer guy and 10% more because it's almost like the soil is on this drug of NPK, and it just needs more and more and more just to produce the same amount. Um, so to me, that's, that seems a little silly. So why, how do we kind of get back to natural soil health, natural soil fertility? Um, and it's, it's a product like a C90 Ocean Minerals, um, also in tandem with things like a holistic land management with, you know, incorporation of animals, um, you know, covering soil. And there's many different soil principles um, out there to help you better manage your land in a way that is regenerative and is sustainable for the long term. Um, so that is kind of on a large scale. C90 works with uh, farmers and growers of all sizes, but a large majority of our business is going to be those pasture grass grazers who have um, you know 10,000 head of cattle or they're growing 5,000 acres of corn and beans in the I-States. Um, but we do have an also very important uh, relationship and business with backyard gardeners, homesteaders. And it's interesting because that part of our business has grown significantly in the wake of um, everything that happened with uh, 2020 and, you know, the various different things that were going on in the world. So um, as we have started to become more reliant and, re and realize that we should be more reliant on ourselves for our food security, 
um, and working with our neighbors. And um, one of one of the guys I work with has this great saying that you should know you should shake the hand of the guy who grows your food. You should know who your farmer is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, as more of that is going on, we have a growing homestead business which we love. Um, and so all of those same great principles that work for a hundred thousand acres work perfectly fine for a quarter acre in your backyard when you're trying to grow food for your family. Um, and actually the more concentrated forms of gardening, you're actually able to um, use more C90 and kind of more rapidly remineralize that soil because you're turning it over a little bit faster. So um, yeah, the same principles work for the soil that you might be planting in in your backyard if you're just using the soil um, from your land itself or if you might be buying kind of organic certified potting soil or something of that nature um, integrate c90 into it um, you can bring those minerals and trace elements into that soil and be more diligent about any other fertility that you might need um, and not just uh, you know like many of us probably did 15 years ago just reach for the miracle grow or what have you and, and kind of dump that in there just be a little bit more mindful of what your fertility plan is because what you put in that soil is what you are eating uh, at the dinner table. No, it's so true. And those good bacteria are in there, sort of like with the gut microbiome, we can eat, you know, um, fermented foods and, you know, things that help those bacteria bloom. So as I understand it, that's the same way in the soil, the same principle, uh, you give it give it the nutrients it needs and those bacteria are going to bloom. They're, they're there. They're just below detectable levels. So, so in, in getting to know you and your, your products and being so um, changed by your Baja gold, uh, we did our own experiment with C90. So um, we, so Mike and I you know, had six packs. So we have three, six packs um, and I wanted to use basil seeds. So that was, probably like the tiniest seed. So I had, you know, these three six packs I put, we put carefully, carefully, carefully put one basil seed in every corner um, of three of these six packs. So there's the six pack that was the control. Uh, and that on that, we used uh, organic potting soil from Walmart. And then on the C90 side, uh, same exact thing, four seeds, um, put them in a little homemade um, humidor. So, you know, we're keep, Mike's keeping track of the soil uh, moisture and the temperature. Sure, yeah, the humidity and all that, yep. Yeah, humidity. I mean, we have a real experiment going here. And um, so it's been about three weeks. And so this morning I um, I took out, you know, one little piece of each one and very carefully uh, took the soil away and looked at, at it under a magnifying glass. Now I haven't yet looked under, under my microscope. I'm going to do this under my microscope, but it, and I'll put a measuring stick by it. But Michael, the C90 side is 30 to 40, the roots, the roots are 30 to 40% bigger than the control. Now that's pretty significant because, um, you know, Mike said basil was maybe not the best choice because it's slow to germinate. And the, you know, the the little leaves, it, we're, we're past cotyledons, we're to true leaves. And they're sort of, at this point, the color of the dirt. But the leaves on each one are about the same size. So if you looked at it, you would not know control versus C90. But when you take the soil away, you you could pick it out of a lineup, Uh the, the C90 is that much bigger. So to me, it's always what you don't see that matters the most. You know, it's the internal health. That's where vitality really comes from. It's not the external stuff. Um, and yes. yep. yeah, it, it was, it's astounding. So I can't wait to see what I see under my microscope. Uh, yeah. But that, but just in preparing for this, I, you know, did a lot of research about just sea minerals, sea salt, uh, natural sea salt, and microbiome health. And so what it's doing, you know, what it's doing on the soil, what the C90 is doing in the soil, the Baja Gold's doing in our guts. And um, it, it's just, it's just really pretty thrilling. Um, what, so in terms of, you know, farmers, I know most people listening were probably these small gardeners like we are, but but we can get some ideas of yield based on what you've found 
on the big farms or the big ranches or uh, commercial operations. Tell us what you found there in terms of uh, increase, decrease in yield. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And on a, uh, a kind of a yield basis, we do see a range, um, but you might see anywhere from 15 to 20% greater yields, um, depending on what it is that you're raising. Um, certainly, everyone's context is going to be a little bit different. Um, but really, it's a it's a bigger picture discussion because it's the yield, which should go up. Um, your quality of what it is that you're growing is also going to be much higher. Um, so if you are um, you know, raising hay, um, a lot of our customers will say, gosh, I, I've had this tested and the mineral quality, the mineral package of that hay is so much better. I actually can demand more for that hay wherever it is that I'm selling it, um, or I sell out way faster than any of my neighbors do or what have you. Um, of course, if you're raising animals and you're raising better grass, then the, the animal itself is going to be much healthier. Um, so I talked about uh, milk and calcium and whatnot early on. Um, our farmers that are raising their dairy cattle on grass grown with C90 have much, much higher quality milk. Uh, when you look at butterfat content, protein content, all of those things. Um, like and so, probably yes. Yeah. And it tastes phenomenal. It just tastes incredible. Um, and the same goes if you're raising any type of animal, you know, horses as well. We have a lot of customers that exclusively raise their horses, uh, which in many cases are kind of a higher dollar animal, something that you really want to take care of. Um, they'll exclusively feed them C90 raised hay um, because they know it's a higher quality hay. Um, and after a couple of years, uh, you know, the horse itself will turn its nose up at any non-C90 hay. So you're, you know, you don't really have a choice at that point. Um, but in general, if you are a farmer, you are going to see some yield improvements, but it is that quality of that crop or whatever it is that you are growing, um, including animals, that is improved at the end. And then, of course, for our farmers that are truly looking at kind of a profit and loss for their operation, the net cost of C90 is significantly lower than a full synthetic fertilization program. And so they're putting less dollars into the operation at the beginning of the season. And they're, you know, they're, they're earning either the same or more than they previously did, which means net net for farmers, they're coming out way ahead, uh, which of course in that industry, you know, there are good years and there are bad years. And so any dollar that can be added to their bottom line is really important. Um, what's interesting that you were talking about with the roots as well as another another piece of this for farmers, um, there have been uh, good years recently, but there have been some really tough years in the dryland parts of uh, the Great Plains recently. And the root density of whatever it is you might be growing, but especially if you're growing pasture grass year over year, the root density and the enduring kind of strength of that root density and those root balls is much, much higher for C90 growers than for uh, traditional growers. And you saw that kind of in your own experiment there. Um, and so what we found is that even in tougher years, drought years, your property is better equipped to handle that reduced rainfall because you have a broader root population and that soil is just better trained to kind of manage lower amounts of rain. Um, so that's another piece as well that you... Um, I, I hate to use the term insurance, but you're also you're kind of like investing in uh, in in bad scenario, in bad circumstances. You know, the the enduring um, ability for your land to kind of uh, weather through those types of scenarios. Um, so that's another piece to think of as well. And that that isn't just necessarily a C90 benefit. It's just a benefit of regenerative agriculture practices when your soil is in a better all natural state, it can adapt. Um, and you find that with humans, with all types of animals, if your day-to-day -day vitality is up here and you come across kind of a challenging event, you're able to go through that in a, you're able to endure it. You're able to come out of that and still be healthy. Whereas if your day-to-day -day health is already reduced because you are, uh, maybe you're eating a lot of synthetic foods, processed foods, and your, your personal health is not where you want it to be, any small thing can knock you off your course, right? Um, so that's the same with your soil. Um, if you take better care of it during the good years, it will take better care of you during the bad years. No, it's so true. And, you know, you just think about that um, root structure, just having more surface area to soak water in 
there, that's better flood control. I mean, we're right here in the Great Plains from a family of farmers. Uh, I totally get it. And yes. It yep. And Gabe Brown talks a lot about that. He always says, don't tell me how much rainfall you get in any particular area because it doesn't matter if you get two inches of rain, but an inch and a half goes to your neighbor. Your soil, it's all about how much rain you can absorb and utilize on your property. Yeah. You know, in the Dust Bowl, you know, parts of our families had to move to California, mm-hmm. in fact, to make a living. Now, this, Michael, this reminds me of um, the germ theory versus terrain theory, you know, with uh, Louis Pasteur, who was part of the, you know, the germ theory in the mid 1800s. But I don't know if you know or our listeners know, but he had a bitter rival named Antoine Bouchamp, who uh, who knew that germs mattered. You know, that's when they started realizing, okay, there's a germ and here's a disease. And they were trying to connect all these germs and diseases. But Dr. Bouchamp said, um, no, the, the point is the terrain. You know, it's it's the terrain. We want to keep our, our bodies terrain healthy. You know, it's some, we want to stay rested. We want to stay well-nourished. We want to stay um, hydrated. We want to be moving. And if we're doing those things, just as you mentioned, Michael, we don't have to worry about, you know, having a, a bad day or a stress or a tough day at work or a late night because we have that resilience built in. And um, so, you know, in the 1850s, oh, there's the most interesting book about their their rivalry and their hatred. And uh, Dr., of course, we all heard of Dr. Pasteur, and um, he's super famous with his germ theory, but he, he, I think he had his first stroke in his 40s, and then um, he died in his 70s. Dr. Bouchon lived into his 90s. And, but it's said that on his deathbed, Louis Pasteur said, the germ, the germ is nothing. The terrain is everything. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's exactly what you're talking about. Uh, because you mentioned, and I want you to tell us a bit more, that when the soil is healthy, you don't need all these pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. You know, that's a huge savings. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, if you are a, a large-scale farmer, every dollar matters. And every you're tracking every input uh, they call it any product that you're putting onto your land there. Um, and so if you are able to more holistically manage your land using some of those regenerative agriculture principles, um, and there is a wealth of information on that, I, I strongly recommend everyone look into a gentleman named Gabe Brown. Um, he has a fantastic book called Dirt to Soil, um, where he talks a lot about this. Um, and there's a organization called Understanding Ag, uh, which also does a lot of work in this space. Um, but they, yes, there are um, principles of um, soil health um, and you know it's just how to better tr- take care of your soil so that you are able to weather um, any challenges um, but then also reduce your reliance on some of these um, band-aids if you will and, and you think about actually healing kind of the root cause and not uh, treating the symptoms if that makes sense so um, why is it that you have to apply herbicides or fungicides let's let's die let's go beyond just applying them to what is the underlying cause of them how can we treat that symptom um, why is it that you're adding NPK for yield okay why is your yield on its own not producing what you need it to produce so kind of take it to that secondary step to really analyze the problem uh, versus just immediately going to a, a band-aid solution. Mm-hmm. So great. Well, and you know, you have so much fun planting in the spring. Uh, I'm looking forward to having fun harvesting more. <laughs> you, know, we get, you know, it starts getting hot here in July and, woo, you know, it's tough. So um, oh. we ordered, uh, you know, and for our listeners, I don't sell this, but um, we ordered 10, 25 pound bags. Um, you know, you're, you guys are on um, Azure now. As their uh, standard. standard, yep. Yeah. So they're, you know, for anybody out there, it's just awesome. And uh, so we're really excited about it. Uh, what? How does it work with grass, like front yard grass? Yeah, it, it can certainly help. Um, it's going to have some of those same principles of root density improvements and overall resiliency of the grass. Um, C90 itself is not a a strong nitrogen source. Um, If you look at the label of some of these uh, lawn and turf fertilizers, they're heavy in nitrogen because 
they really want that very aesthetic kind of pop of green. Um, so that is important to note that applying C90 is more of an investment in your soil health and the uh, root strength uh, and the strength of your lawn. You're going to have a stronger, more enduring lawn, um, but it may not give you that traditional green pop that you may be used to seeing, um, which, uh, you know, it, it Lawns are interesting because they're not consumed by anything. They're just they're more of an aesthetic thing. So that is kind of a, a, a different thing. But if you are looking for a just a stronger uh, lawn itself, we do recommend applying C90. Uh, we have rates that are available for that um, with or without your your traditional fertilizing plan, if whatever it is you might be doing. Um, but it, it has similar benefits as as you would in in a pasture grass situation. Yeah, that's interesting. It makes me think we're we're organic, so we don't have the prettiest yard in the neighborhood at all. But um. We're just like on two acres, but the deer love it here. The turkeys yeah. love it here, you know? <laughs> and so um, it sounds like maybe with C90, there might be more drought to tolerance also. Correct. Yeah, it, it will be more resilient. Um, and yes, you'll see better. When you when you take care of that soil, you see better water retention and better water absorption um, because it is uh, less compacted. So that soil is just able to breathe a lot more. What you're doing with that microbiome is opening up that soil. And so it will absorb any water that you receive uh, versus kind of that hard packed soil that you, you look at and you're like, well, things are growing there, but it sure doesn't look all that healthy. Um, and then water kind of just beads off of it. So yes, it will be more drought tolerant and you'll help ensure that you absorb all of the water that you do receive. Well, your research is uh, so impressive on your website. Um, tell tell everybody how to find you because you're worldwide, as I understand it. We are, and we do ship internationally for anyone who's interested. Um, so the website is going to be c90.com, and that's sea-90.com. Um, there are a couple of uh, pages on there that share the history of C90, a lot of what I had talked about. Um, but then we also have a research database where we post all of the research that we've done. And much like with Baja Gold, we have a full technical analysis page where we very transparently post all of our third-party testing. Um, so all of our contaminants testing, our heavy metals testing, and then also our mineral and trace element uh, testing and analysis as well. Um, if you are in the organic space, you'll know the term OMRI, uh, which is the Organic uh, Materials Research Institute. They are a national governing body for the use of products within organics uh, certified programs. Um, now, this is more for large-scale commercial farms, but if you are a backyard gardener, OMRI is a good way to reference, okay, is this an organic product that I would feel comfortable using? So I say all that to say, all C90 products are fully certified by OMRI. They are fully organic certified. Um, and we have a couple of other state-by-state -state registrations as well. CDFA is one in California. Um, so all of that to say, it's a very clean, very safe product. Uh, it's been looked at by multiple different third parties uh, for use across virtually all industries. Um, C90 can be used within agronomy applications, which is a lot of what we've been talking about. That is our soil remineralizer. That's liquid feeding, like a foliar or a drip irrigation application. Um, but then we also have about, about a half of our business is our premium livestock mineral for all types of livestock. And so feeding it directly to cattle, free choice, or putting it within their feed. Um, that goes for horses as well, and then any other type of livestock as well. So even if you just have uh, you know, the family dog, just take a little pinch, put it in their water bowl, and they're going to get all of those minerals and trace elements. So um, that's really important. And then as you had mentioned, we do uh, not only ship uh, within the United States, but also internationally as well. We have a couple of partners in key countries um, that bring it in by the container load. And um, a little plug here, we're always looking for new international distributors. So if someone, one of your listeners wants to work with us and bring it to their country, um, we, we'd love to talk to them. Well, and, and you know, give, give them a call because, uh, Michael, it's a joy to know you. It's a joy to know your, your company. Uh, I didn't realize I had this. This is not on purpose, but you know, I just love this Baja gold and I'm, you know, I'm still feel like a drug dealer, you know, give somebody a little one and then it's like they're hooked. Um, and I don't sell it or anything, but, um, it, you had mentioned early when we first met, um, that it makes water taste better and that it's more like spring water. And 
that is so true for it. So for any of you all that are challenged with staying fully hydrated, um, these, these minerals will really help you. Number one, they're going to help your body, you know, hold on to what it needs to, but it just makes your water taste so much more refreshing. And, uh, I think that's a key for people, especially drinking distilled water or, you know, we drink, um, purified water, Berkey water. So, you know, it just really does enhance it. Um, so I just kind of keep it up here and use it constantly. Uh, it, it's great. Just you're just such a quality company, and um, thank you so much. I, I appreciate getting to say that because that's super important to me. I'm all about real. I do not uh, want to endorse anything that's not real. And so, so listeners, thank you. Check out. Uh, I'll have all of this in the show notes, all of the links in the show notes. Uh, start your own garden, even if you just do a container. You know, uh, people are just, it's just fun to grow things. And it's and it's really good. I have a, a podcast coming up with someone who's going to tell us how how good it is for uh, us psychologically just to to grow things and do things with our hands. Gardening is, is part of our design, I believe, and super, super, super fun. Well, uh, join me on Instagram. I'll, I'll be putting pictures of uh, the roots for all you, for my followers to show you. Because I, you know, it's just, I have to do my own experiments and uh, oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I joke that, you know, uh, I think everybody should check everything out for themselves. And, and as a, as a dentist for almost 40 years, I said, I should have to have everything done to me that I do to somebody else so that I know it, you know, what it feels like. And that's why I didn't become a proctologist, uh, because, you know, of that philosophy. <laughs> so anyway, um, Oh man. Well, if your listeners do go on and they are looking for a garden, I just want to say when you go to our website, it looks very um, large scale. Um, there's a lot of talk about 2000 pounds, super totes and 50 pound bags. We actually have um, it's a little product line called Grower Series. And we launched that last year. Um, it's two pound bags. It's very, very approachable. Um, I believe it's it's fifteen to twenty dollars. So it's extremely uh, you know uh, economical. Um, and look for that if you are just doing a small four by four or what have you, or even house plants. Um, we do have an option for you. Don't feel like you have to order a truckload worth. <laughs> yeah, it's a very user friendly website. I think Michael and and I know you're expanding that area. So mm -hmm. yes, so, yeah, but being on Azure is a part of that. So yes. Yeah. Super, super great. Well, thank you all for listening. Join me on Instagram. I appreciate that you're sharing this podcast. We're growing. We got a country this week. We're in 117 countries and 3,693 cities. And that's because you're listening and sharing. And um, I hope that this is improving everybody's vitality in every single way. And Michael, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and hope to do it again. Blessings until next time.